0: Praise the Lord! Ooh, awesome! Um, this is a great joy for me to be here this morning. Uh, it has been a while. I want to thank all my pastors. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you. I'm so happy. Um, as I was thinking, even my birthday is not the greatest. Today is the greatest. I thank God for that. Um, let us pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you. Thank you for this time that you have planned ahead of time. Thank you for this moment that we'll, we'll spend in your presence. Daddy, we're asking you, Lord, to everything that we're about to say that it comes from you. Let it be. Enter in our ears and our minds so we can live the life that you have called us to be. Thank you, Jesus. So, the topic for today is very simple. Get going. Get going so that, God, so that God's promises can be fulfilled in our lives. And the, we find it in Joshua 1. Verse 1 to 9, the message. I'm going going to read for you. After the death of Moses, the servant of God, God spoke to Joshua, Moses' assistant. Moses, my servant, is dead. Get going. Cross this Jordan River, you and all the people. Cross to the country I'm giving to the people of Israel. I'm giving you every square square inch of the land you set your foot on, just as I promised Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon east to the great river, the Ephraim river, all the ited country, and then west to the great sea, it's all yours. All your life, no one will be able to hold out against you. And the same way I was with Moses, I will be with you. I won't give up on you. I won't leave you. Straight, courage, you are going to lead this people to inherit the land that I promised to give your, their ancestors. Give it everything you have, heart and soul. Make sure you carry out the revelation that Moses commanded you. Every bit of it. Don't get off track, either left or right so as to make sure you get to where you're going. And don't for a minute, let this book of the Revelation be out of your mind. Ponder in it, meditate on it day and night, making sure you practice everything written in it. Then you will get where you're going. Then you will succeed. And also, and the second part that God gave me is, Genesis 28, verse 15 I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go. I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. This is the message of God for all of us, including me. So, God is telling us today we need to get going, which means we need to start moving. Don't just stand where we are. Don't get comfortable. Get ready because he's about to do something new in our lives. So this morning, before we came here, right, we had to do some physical movement. But this gets going is not a physical movement. It is a spiritual movement where you grow. And your relationship with God because God's plan for all of us is for us to know him right It's for us to know him because He loves us and he is the one planning our lives right so therefore we must know him, have faith in him, stay in His presence so that his promises can manifest in our lives. Because God loves, God loves us so much, right, that he plans our life ahead of time. His love for us was manifested in John 3, verse 16. And then he says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. This is, this is like God's plan for us, right? This is God's plan for us, not to perish, but to have eternal life. So having faith in God's plan for us, it, it, it is what guarantees our success in life, right? Being like, when we talk about success, being successful, you know, it's good. But being successful in the spiritual, the spiritual things of God is more important. Because God says in Jeremiah 29, verse 11. Give me a second. Um, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to arm you. Plans to give you hope and a future plan to prosper us. So, therefore, God plans, he was motivated by his love since creation, right? And there's a question that David asks. Because when we look at the plan of God in our life and the promises that he has for us, David asks this question in Psalms 8 verse 4. He says, what is mankind that you are mindful of them? And human beings that you care for them. God remembers that we are nothing. We're made of nothing, right? But he's the one that has formed us. And he's the one that is planning our lives for us. So, And the answer to that, the question that David asks is, right? What is mankind that you are mindful of them? Human beings that you care for them. The answer to that is... Long in Jeremiah t- 31 verse 3. Long ago, the Lord said to Israel, I have loved you, my people, including all of us today. With an everlasting love, with unfailing love, I have drawn you to myself. Long ago. So, in his love and, and his mercy, he has elevated us, Right? above everything else that he has created because God values us. And to see how God values us, let's read like on Psalms 8 verse 5. He says, You have made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor. You made them rulers over the works of your hands, you put everything under their feet, all flocks and herds, and the animals of the wild, the birds and the sky, and the fish and the sea. All that swims, the all that swim the paths of the seas, Lord our Lord, all majestic all majestic is your name in all the earth. So this is like the truth that we need to know, right? To solidify our faith in, in Christ. And enjoy the fulfillment of his promises in our lives. Because the the verse says that he puts everything under our feet. So whatever issues that we are dealing with, right? He has already already given us the solution. And Jesus is the solution. Amen? And where is Jesus now? We can can read. Let's let's read. And the question is, where is Jesus now? He is living in us, right? The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 7, But we have this treasure and earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Amen? So Jesus is in us today. So, therefore, we have access to all the promises that God has for us. And who is Jesus? The, the Bible says Jesus is the power of God and the wisdom of God. Amen? And 1 Corinthians 1, verse 24. But to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. And this power was given to us freely with provision. Amen. Like healing, and and in another verse says that Jesus came and said to them in Matthew twenty-eight verse eighteen, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Amen. So since now Jesus is living in us, we too we share to we share in that same authority with faith. Amen. We share in that same authority. So when, so not, nothing can separate us from the love of God, right? Because we have Jesus, we have his love, we have everything, and he puts everything under our feet. So whatever we have dealing with, we have the solution for it already. Amen? So when we read in Romans 8, verse 33 to 35, the Bible says that, Who dares accuse us? whom God has chosen for his own. We are the chosen one. No one, for God himself has given us the right to stand with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one, for Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand pleading for us. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Nothing. So, and let's go to verse 38 to answer that. It says, I am convinced. Let's go to verse 38 and 39. It says, and I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death, nor life, neither angels, nor demons, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above and on the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever separate us from the love of God. That is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen? So we are able to get going, right? We are able to do great things and greater things like Jesus. So and the other thing also we need to know that our God is faithful, right? He always keeps his promises, always, even in the season of challenges, right? And every season he remains the the same, We may change, we may like say something, we don't do it. But God is not a man. He can't lie, right? So when we are facing some situation or some challenges, it's the right time to laugh. Because we, you know, sometimes we may think that they will never end. But they are just temporary. They are just for a season. I am a living proof. They are just for a season. When you stand up and the word of God, I'm telling you, so, um, um, and the, the challenges that we are facing sometimes, they can help us to strengthen our faith, right? They are not always bad. The, and, and James 1 verse 2, the Bible says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that, When your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete. Needed nothing. So it's not the time to want; It's the time to know, to, to speak what's in front of you. Right? Because the more faith we have in Christ, the more we can rely on him. So to get going... We need to know who our God is. Because the Bible, the Bible says that he is not a man. He is not. It says that he's, God is not a man that he should lie. Not a human being that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? No. Never happened before. Amen. So, The other question that we need to ask ourselves, what do we know? What do we know? And let's read Deuteronomy 7 verse 9 and then we're going to see. Therefore, know without any doubt and understand that the Lord your God, he is God, the faithful God, who is keeping his covenant covenant, and his steadfast loving kindness to a thousand generations, with those who love him and keep his commandments. Therefore, know without any doubt and understand. But there's a difference between knowing and understanding. Knowing by definition, it means that to be to be aware of some of a fact, you know, to have some information. But understanding is, the, is to process that information, is to make use of it, which is a process and it takes time, right? Because you, we, we may hear a lot about God, but we don't know who he is, and we do not understand who he is, amen? So knowing and understanding, he comes with, they come with revelation, and is given by the Holy Spirit, through wisdom, through fellowship with the word of God. Amen? And, and also, it's, it's, it's a disadvantage, right, when we don't know God. Mommy, mommy always says that if you don't know the word of God, you will be a yo-yo Christian. I love when she said that a lot. You will have fear, you know, come to you, and then God has already provided the blessings for you. So it's important because the Bible says in Isaiah 4, verse 6, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Amen? So what do we know? And and that knowing, you know, should be the desire of every Christian. This desire to know God, it must be a personal commitment, right? We must be committed to bring our relationship with God to the next level. Amen? Because having that desire comes from the knowledge of the love of God for you. And we always say that like love is sacrificial. To love, love is action. Right? So when you love someone, you, you make sacrifices for that person. Right? You make sacrifices like to, to please that person. So if we really love God. We will have the desire to know him. Amen? Because understand that like our fallen nature, right? Our nature, he will fight us. Because the, he will fight us. Because the flesh is, the Bible says the flesh fights against the spirit. And the spirit fights against the flesh. So we got to be bold, right? To go after this word. And it says like for, uh, in Galatians 5, verse 17, for the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh for they are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. So this is a continuous fight until we, we meet our Lord Jesus Christ, right? Or many times that when you want to read the Bible, and then, like you know, you this is the time that you wanna do other things, but we gotta put our foot down and say no. This is we create time for the Lord, amen. Um, if to see that he says that, uh, let's go to First Peter, second um, verse two. It says, like newborn babies, you should long for the pure milk of the word, the pure milk. So that by heat, you may be nurtured and grow in respect to salvation. It's ultimate fulfillment. If in fact, you have already tested the goodness and gracious kindness of the Lord. So no one can can know God for you, right? I can encourage you, I can come here to, to tell you what the Lord has placed in my head for you. But if I don't know, if I don't go and seek God for myself, I won't know him. So no one can know God for you. So we must be a student of the word for ourselves to be able to know him. And it pleases God when we know him. Amen. And John 17 verse 3, God says, this is eternal life that they may know you. This is eternal life that they may know you. The only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. So it is by knowing him as the true God and Jesus Christ that we will be able to enjoy the blessings that he has for us. Amen? And we can rely on this God for everything. And Sunday service is not even enough. It's not enough, right, to do, to do more. We have, we have to do more, right? Right? seek God for ourselves because the same way that this morning we eat breakfast we 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 need to feed ourselves daily right to, to sustain our lives we need to feed that spirit also our oh, spirit gonna be weak you won't know who you are in Christ and we have more options right today to be connected with the Word. so this morning God has called us to rise to a new level of maturity, to a new level of faith, because he wants us to be transformed into the new man that he has called us to be. Amen? But it requires training, right? He requires training. We need to make time to be disciplined, to be trained so we can grow spiritually. Any, any child that you don't feed, what's going to happen to this child? He will lack vitamins, right? He will not go the, the way he's supposed to go. So it's the same for our spirit. So in Hebrews 5, uh, 14, the Bible says, But solid food is for the spiritually mature, whose senses are trained by practice to distinguish between what is morally good and what is evil. Amen. Solid food is for the spiritually mature. We cannot keep eating the baby food only. Amen? So, and we know that, like, all training, right, can be painful. But as you practice, you will get used to it. Does it make sense? Okay. All training can be painful, right? But as you're doing it, it's like an athlete. You start the one day, it's painful. Your body is aching. But as you keep going, as you keep going, you will have that desire to go more. Because the more you go, the more you're going to have better revelation and God will give you more. Amen? So, it's, uh, in Hebrews 12, verse 11, 12, he says, No discipline is enjoyable. Why is it happening? It's painful. But afterward, there will be a peaceful harvest of white right living for those who are trained in this way. So take a new grip with your tired hands and strengthen your weak knees. And strengthen your weakness. Like, for example, um, the believers' meeting on Wednesday, right? It is, it is like, it's so beneficial, right, to, li- to listen to the amount of wisdom being shared. Like, it's so encouraging. It helps me especially to build my faith, you know. It's so, it, so I'm inviting you also to come and also to the other meetings. Because they are, they are, they are sharing so much knowledge, so much wisdom. I, I remember one day, like, Mama was praying and then was talking about, how busy we are in America. And then she said something. We, we, we are worrying about the eating. Eating, you know, what, what we shall eat. This thing stayed with me. You know, and, so all, and all the youth, all the pastors, then when they come, they are sharing something. He, he builds us. So we must, we cannot get going without this word. Amen? Because the Bible says in John 1, verse 1, And the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Amen? So we must pay attention to this word, meditate on it, dwell on it, so it can penetrate deeply into our hearts. Because this word, he can heal, he can transform, he can change, he can direct us, he can open doors for us. Nothing is impossible for those who believe, and when we apply the word of God, I am one of it. I don't have time to give testimonies, but I am one of it. This work works for me. In Proverbs 4, verse 20 to 22, he says that, My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they bring life to those who find them and heal their whole body. Amen? So when this word penetrates our heart, nothing can move you. Nothing can move us. And in other verses, like in Hebrew 4, verse 12, for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword, it penetrates even to, die, to divide soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thought and attitude of the heart. Today, God is challenging us. Use that word in everything in our life and then we will see the result. Everything. Everything. And we, we, are, we, we live in a time where, like we, I said, we are being pulled in so many different directions, right? Sometimes the things of God can easily become Secondary. But we must fight, we must create create time to pursue it and get going. And and also, it's important for us to pray before we study the word of God. So the Holy Spirit can enlighten us, right? So can enlighten our minds to understand the meaning of the word. Amen? Amen. But We won't be able to get it, to grasp it. Remember I said there's a difference between knowing and the understanding. When you get that understanding, man, it's different. And don't ever think like you, you know enough of this word. So we need to get going with the attitude of a student, with humility, with faith and expectation to learn something from the Holy Spirit, our teacher. Because Jesus promised us That the Holy Spirit will remind us. He will teach us and he will empower us. So we can never get tired, right? Of meditating, studying, seeking and applying this word. Because the Bible says the word of God is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Amen? So for me to know where I'm going, I need to see, right? I have to see. So therefore, if I need to know where I'm going in the spiritual world, I need this word. And this word must dwell in us richly. Right? He must dwell in us richly. Because he says that, and the Bible says, Colossians 3 verse 16, Let the word of God dwell in you richly, teaching and and admonishing one another in all wisdom. Singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Amen? So, this is like, I'm going to skip this one. This is the continuous spiritual movement that must happen, right? So that we can come to the full knowledge and experiences of God's promises. Amen? This is the spiritual movement we are talking about. This get going. Because... Remember in Genesis verse 1 to to 3, right? The Lord says to Abraham, get out of your country, from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse with him who curses you, and you, all the families of her on on of the earth, shall be blessed. Amen. So Abraham needed to believe that so he could act on these promises, because everything that Abraham had received, he got them by faith. So it is the same for us too. By faith we must grow. Amen. And sometimes God you know, may ask us to go places like we don't want to go, or he may ask us to do, like, things we don't want to do because like, or fear, anxiety, like, oh, your knowledge of God, you know? But it takes wisdom and revelation to recognize God's plans for us. Amen? He says that in Isaiah 55, verse 8 to 13, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Let's let's look at this together. The rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain, the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmers, and bread for the hungry. It's the same way with my word. I sent it out, and it always produces fruit, will accomplish all I want it to, and it will prosper everywhere I sent it. I send it. You will live in joy and peace. The mountains and hills will burst into songs and the trees of the field will clap their hands where once there were where there were thorns cypress tree will grow where nettles grow mirtles will sprout out these events will bring great honor to the Lord's name there will be an everlasting sign of his power and love amen so and guys we feel to me that when it comes to God's promises right The issue is not about him. It's not about the giver. It's about the receiver. Because he has made the provision for us already. We need to stretch our hands, right, to receive that promises. We need to get going and get our lives in line. Because lack of faith, you know, can cause us to miss out on these promises. Amen? And there's a question now. Paul asks in Romans 8, verse verse 32. He says, if God gave us his son, why wouldn't he give us everything else he promised? Amen? If if he can give us his son, why wouldn't he give us everything else he promised us? So we need to open our hearts with faith to receive the blessings of God. You know, um, there is something like, Pastor always tell us, like, he, he always, like, repeats the promises of God in his life, you know, every day. And then especially Psalms 103 and then our God is great for him. And I, I wrote down 30 things about who God says I am, right? And then I, I have been repeating those things to myself every day. So whenever there is a sign of worry, you know, concern or emotion, whatever it is, I just open that list everywhere, in my job, where, wherever I am, and I, and I say it uh, either loud or like, you know, in my, in my, uh, under my breath, but he works for me, you know, he works for me. And I wrote down, I am loved by God, I am saved by his grace. I am redeemed. I am a child of God. I am seated above in the heavenly places. I am anointed by the Holy Spirit. I am under divine guidance. I am blessed with every spiritual blessing. I am sealed by the Holy Spirit. I have life flowing in me and I belong to Jesus. It's a list of 30 30 promises that I put in my phone. And then anytime like, you know, something, the flesh is acting up, I said, okay, I have the answer for you. So I don't have my phone with me, but you, 30, I just give you 10. You can do the same because it will never stop. It will never stop. Amen. So what am I doing? I'm just identifying myself with the new man that I have, right? Because the Bible says, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creature, Amen. So I am a new creature because I am in Christ. So therefore, I can be like the Word. I can act like the Word. Amen. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, identifying with that new man is how you get going, right? I need to charge my phone. I need to charge the phone. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Sorry about that. Hallelujah! I'm sorry. It's okay. Thank you. Thank you. Working? Okay. okay. We can we can continue. So, identifying with that new man is how you get going. So the Bible says, I don't, I, you know, I don't have to worry about anything. In Philippians 4, verse 6, NLT, the Bible says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your heart and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Amen? So when you worry, that's when unbelief quits him. So we cannot expect anything from God if we're living like that. Because the Bible says, when you, when you ask him in James 1 verse 6, when you ask him, be sure that, you, that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver, for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people could not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Right? And the Bible tells us that the just shall live by faith. And without faith, we cannot please God. So we we need to stay on track, focus on Jesus, to avoid an identity crisis, which is forgetting who God made you to be. Amen. That's the reason I repeat this thing to myself daily so I can remind myself of who I am in Christ. So, and the other part to that, you know, as a Christians, this get going also will make us useful for the kingdom of God. We have to be useful for the kingdom of God. Amen? Because we, we have been all commissioned To share the good news with everyone. In Matthew 28 verse 19. It says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So this is our mission. This uh, This is the plan of God for us. For all of us to hear that good news. So that's why is it important, right, to build ourselves up in the Lord so that we can be useful and effective for good works. Right? So when we get going, we build ourselves by fulfilling his purposes in our lives as Christians. Because we were all created for a purpose, right? We are all created for something with different gifts, different talents, right, which can be used for his glory. Therefore, we cannot, afford, we cannot afford to waste time, right? We cannot waste time because there is something that God has given you, right? There is something God has deposited in you. How will you use it for Jesus? You have something. How will you use it for Jesus. For instance, if your gift is just like cooking, right, maybe you can be a volunteer, right, to cook at a soup kitchen and share God's love with people. That's a form of preaching. That's a form. That's the the mission. Amen? You can, you can, you, it doesn't have to be here only. It's part of it. Your job. How do you reach people for Jesus? And think about it. I have a question. When you are in your old age, because I'm always asking myself that question. What do you want your spiritual legacy to be? Do do you want to gain the word or do you want to win souls for the kingdom of God? Because we all have to come before the Lord. Those things that he has given us, we have to tell him what we have done with it. Amen? So, So as a believer, we have work to do, right? God cannot cannot use us until we make ourselves available. He cannot use us until we make ourselves available. And God is calling us to grow into the person that he has planned for us since the beginning. So we have to be courageous to, we have to learn, we have to love, we have to give to support for his glory. So I, you know, I just want like to encourage us to go including myself, you know, to create times for God's words and to surround ourselves with people that can help us to get going and rely on the Holy Spirit to guide us so we can make an impact for his glory, for his kingdom. Amen? So now let us take like, time to reflect. If this has ministered to you, if you found something in everything that the Lord has said to you, you know, you, you can make an adjustment. You can rededicate your life to Christ and then he will bless you. May God bless you all. Amen.